Hey modelers, welcome to the Model Geek Skill Modeling Podcast. Here, we will be discussing anything and everything as it relates to the world of scale modeling. Before we start, we would like to take a moment and thank all of you, the listeners out there, for your support. We would also like to thank our great sponsors for their support. Detailed Scale, Furball Aero Design, Tamiya USA, Sprue Brothers, and Basis by Bill. Please have a look at their websites and have a look at all their fine products. Now, buckle up and ride along as we journey into the world of scale modeling. We really hope that you will download and make us a part of your modeling bench sessions. Now, here are the geeks, Darren Cook, Scott Samo, Andrew Frill, and Andrew White. Hey folks, welcome to episode 40, Model Geeks Podcast, episode 40, Swing, swigging from the 40, gonna give me a pour from the homies, there you go, <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, 4-0, huh, welcome aboard guys, hey, it's uh, it's Whitey, I'm at the helm, I got Darren, Frildo, Nemo, we're all ready to talk model stuff, um, Post Nats Mojo, still burning, Strong few fellows or what? Yep. Yeah. All right. I, I, you know what? Actually, probably even stronger now. Yeah. Give some, it a week. Yeah. Give it a week to yeah. you know soak in. Yeah. yeah. Make a game plan for yourself. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I came back. Came back from Nats. I think I, think I was still like. It, it was an odd. You know, it started is it is a little bit of a roller coaster for me. Got it. Got a you know really bottomed out there on the first day. And then it was nothing but, you know, up, 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 up. But then eh, you go back to work. So then it just goes down a little bit. But now it's just kind of settled out. And, man, Nats was a blast. And, yeah, I'm, I got stuff on the bench now. So Cool. Yeah, good times. What do you got on the bench? What do we even work on? Start with you, Scott. Okay. So, man, I broke out the old um, A6M2, uh, the roof. Hasegawa's uh, 48 scale kit. I I mean, it's, I had started it a while back and um, I think I got the right cockpit color. <laughs> Man, if you want to go down some freaking rabbit holes, talk about Japanese aircraft. Holy goodness. So, but I think I got the right color. It's a Nakajima, only Nakajima made the roof. So, yeah. use the correct color interior for the roof. And then I've been going back, back and forth with Justin a little bit, who's got some Japanese expertins that are helping out with like the inside of the cowling color and um, little things like that, trying to get that stuff right. And um, dare I say, trying to be accurate but anyway. Um, but it's, it, I'm, I'm at the point now, the fuselage is together and the wings are together. So I just need to glue the fuselage, the wings together. And I got the, the, the pylons, um, I guess the floats are all put together. So it's, it'll go really quick. I'm gonna have some fun painting this one chipping it up and got the Montex couple different sets of Montex masks. So I'll use those. Um, I think I'm going to uh, go with one that's pretty beat up like that funky uh, camo scheme, you know, just real kind of messy looking. I think that'll be a lot of fun to play with and uh, hopefully I'll have it ready for, uh, for PenCon, which is coming up here. In, um, like, the, mm, like a month. Yeah. You're going to have it done by then you think? Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, cause it's, it's right. almost it's re- it'll be ready for paint like in no time. 
and it doesn't have a lot of fiddles. I mean, cool. yeah. So uh, no land, landing gear. No, no landing so gear, a, and I've already got the cluster. little. Yeah. yeah, I've got the little uh, the cart that it sits on. It's already made. It's already built. Yeah. So yeah, uh, so it'll be good, and I'm gonna paint everything, so I don't have to worry about you know decals and any, everything. Everything, all the markings will all be painted. So dig it. All and, right. and you'll you'll be proud of me. I got masks for the canopy, so we are we are sitting pretty. Sweet. So that's what I got on the bench. El Prez, he's a good resource for Jap- Japanese stuff too. Yeah, I, I, for he's, he's, he's down in the weeds on all the different Steve uh, colors and yeah, who else? Steve, Steve from the club. Yeah, yeah man, Steve yeah. knows that stuff like the back of his hand. Uh, I've, I've, I've got a couple of. I've got that one. Uh, that it's I don't know what you, what I would call it. I guess the the book that you can buy. Um, give me a quick second here. Let me let me grab my book and I can tell you who the name is. Five hours later. So it's the painting the early zero, uh, from Nick Millman, and that is like, it's 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 incredible, man. It's unreal the detail that he goes in, and uh, it's come in real handy. <laughs> so nice. anyway, yep, that's what I got going on, and I got a couple other squirrels, but I'm trying to keep them in there in their cages, but they're trying to, they're trying like hell to get out. <laughs> well, you got a month till PenCon, so stay focused. Yeah. Okay. Stay on target. Oh, gotcha. We'll do Frodo, that. what are you working on, man? I'm still working on the um, Tamiya P38J. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, man. Still hasn't moved on from where it was last time. I've just been busy and been kind of messing around with the, uh, the wheels. And of course, when you sand the, it's got the diamond tread. So when you sand that seam, you got to go back and put that diamond tread back in. So it won't be a problem on the main mount of the main wheels, but the nose wheels kind of, kind of difficult. So I might just hold off and wait until some Edward releases some wheels for it, which I'm sure they'll do any minute now. So yeah, if they haven't already, what about for the F and uh, what was it? The early well, one, the F and the H, F H. Yeah, I haven't done a whole lot of research on it, but if I stand, you know, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the earlier ones had that plate over the main mount of the uh, not the main, oh, mount, like the hub, the main like, wheel, yeah, the hub. It yeah. was solid, not spoked. Yeah, man. So, yeah, they're gotcha. spoked. But I think the nose wheel may be spoked, and I just haven't taken the time to go look at another kit or something. But yeah, all right, man. But no, I'm doing that, and. uh I get going with that. I'll clean up the seams and hopefully get into paint here sometime soon. A P thirty eight is definitely on my radar for this year coming up. I'm trying not to commit myself to any group builds other than our own, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, D Ray, what are you doing, man? Uh, well, I'm trying to. Uh, I broke out the Super Takano again. Uh, you know, I finished up the A four for. Uh, you got a lot of stuff sitting around. Yeah, I got just about. Well, come on. I got no more than Scott does. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry to call you out over there, Nemo, but uh No man. I I, I you know yeah. I'm telling you, man, I when you get the you get the model show and the mojo flowing, yeah. you got like twenty kits you want to work on. So yeah, just, I've got yeah, a whole stack of them ready to break into and I keep telling myself, No, I'm not doing another one until the Takano's done. I got the A four finished up for uh, the shootout up in Roanoke. So it's done, it's on the shelf. I may tinker with the paint a little bit more on it. I don't know that it's quite where I want it, but it'll just be at my leisure. That Tucano is coming along nice. Now, what what's yep. game are you doing on that one? Uh, this is uh, it's Burkina 
Fossa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, something Africa. really, yeah, really different. That's that. And, that's uh, cool. Yeah, that you got, went with yeah. The colors. Now, now, what gets me is, and I'm holding it up so the guys can see it. But I'll put some pictures up. Is the uh, the camo is really cool looking. I like the colors, man. But when you flip it over, ooh, it oh, gets blue in a hurry, man. <laughs> it gets blue in a minute. Um, what is that color? Yeah, man, it's sky blue. That's cool. And then uh, you know, stuff started decaling. Oh man, you already got stickers going on. Yeah, stickers. Stick, stickers are going on. Uh, I got a Burkina Faso Rundell coming from uh, Bases by Bill. Oh, um, really? That yeah. Was shipped today. So uh, this one here will be ready to go for PinCon with no problem. Uh, nice man. And that's all I'm. That's all I'm working on. I'm gonna get this one over the finish line, and then uh, my F86. I'll pull it out, uh, which it's ready for paint. Oh, what was yeah. that a D model? You work D model. Yep, yeah. yep. And it's it's yeah. ready for paint. All the seam work's done. Um. So I should be able to bust through that one fairly quick. Maybe I could have that one ready for MarauderCon. I don't know. We'll see. All right, man. So I'm going to work on the uh, FJ2 Fury again. I came back from Nats all motivated. And I talked briefly on on the last episode. I really didn't get down in the weeds on on uh, the pain issue I had. I'll talk about that later on when we talk about our main topic. But it's uh, I've surpassed that issue rolling toward... Uh, finishing up the detail detail painting on that thing you know it's simple scheme overall you know glossy blue but then uh, a lot of masking with the um it's got aluminum leading edges so i took care of that uh and then the uh, around the intake you got to get the nat- natural metal around that area um and this was a systems test bird down the street at pax at the time so it's got Looking at some of the reference photos of it, it's kind of cool. It's got um, just bare metal on the nose landing gear door, which I thought looks kind of cool. Little, you know, st- stepping away from that. And I almost, I thought about doing the uh, ammo doors the same way, just bare metal, because you know they're probably working on stuff in different configurations. Who the heck knows? But, uh, but I didn't. I just went with the blue, and um, so anyway. I'll get the Caracal decals going on that thing sometime, probably next next week, this weekend coming up. And whatever I do after that, who knows, man? Just get and, this thing done and and. Why well, I think you on. said you were gonna you had figured out like a way to paint it. You're gonna you're gonna try the just the regular Tamiya, lay that down, and then put the MRP on top of it, and that you had yep. good results on on you know earlier on. I guess it was on the kit you had tested out like the. But was it the instrument hood or some one of the panels and it had flat black or whatever and you sprayed the MRP yeah. it didn't react to mm-hmm. it. So cool, man. Yeah, I still have no clue what was going on with the plastic. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I, it's been a while since we talked about it, but that was some weird crap going on with that paint yeah. and the plastic. Like we were all trying to figure out is it the is it the surface? Is it the primer? Is it the paint is it we all were like oh it's got to be the paint yeah. but then i don't know man that was just that's was, that's was crazy i came this close to it just going in the bin <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll talk later about why why that didn't happen but yeah anyway good on you good on um, you for not colonizing it yep so all right that's what we're all uh in work on at the moment um in the meantime you two d ran scott Y'all just came back from a show this week, and I, I had to miss it, and uh, Frildo was out of town as well. 
Um, the uh, Roanoke IPMS Roanoke shootout. Let's give a rundown on that. How how did uh how did it pan out? How was it? Well, I'll, I'll just say, um, mm. yeah, it was mm. a it was a good show. Um, it it it's a long drive for us though, because that's a four and a half, four you know, or so drive. Um, so to try to do that in a day, yeah, man, it's just that's a lot to ask. To you know, you have to get up pretty early, get down there, and then once you're done, get back. So that would be a full full day. So we spent. Basically, just kind of made a weekend out of it. Got there late Friday, did the show Saturday, and then left early Sunday morning. I left early Sunday morning to come home. But as far as the show goes, I thought it was um, maybe, a, I guess size-wise, maybe a little bit bigger than Fairfax, but not as big as, say, Richmond, the ODO. Yeah. Um, I, don't know the, I don't know the number of how many models were there, but Darren, what do you think about somewhere there somewhere, were a maybe ton of aircraft. aircraft there were a ton of aircraft but the cars were real light this year uh i didn't have a chance to go back and look really at the figures and stuff but it was it, it just seemed to be a it, aircraft dominated let's just put it that way the whole the, the front table both sides and then along the side over there were, were all tables. aircraft yeah yeah two tables in the front yep. and yep. so i think that was the order of the day was aircraft uh I, my comparison, and, and I've never been, but just listening to you guys would have been uh, the Marauder Con. Maybe the you, you had mentioned that before too. Yeah, I think it was probably a little bit. I almost thought that it was a little bit bigger than Marauder Con. The vendors were light. But, I mean, they they had a, a decent turnout, but there weren't a lot. You know, like Rare Planes wasn't there. You know, you had some of the bigger, older kit folks there. Just a couple. Yeah, it was yep. probably. I would say vendors were like half the size of Richmond. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's, you know, coming off the heels of Nats so close to it, you know. Could be. But I'll tell you what, tough, though. Tough time of year to plan a show. Is, yeah, you know, yeah. Right but, I, I mean, the but the quality, let's just stick with aircraft, because that's what I spent most of my time looking at. Um, it was heavy. I mean, they were... There were there there were a lot of quality builds, like the the most quality I've seen at a local show ever. Like I was like, "Holy shit!" Everybody came out to play today, and yep. um, they the categories were full. I think even like single engine prop, they had to split three ways. And four, still, I think. Four ways. I think it was four. I, it was at least three. It was USAF, USN, and then other. I Other? thought there were three. Yeah, whatever whatever it was, they yeah, split it, it was... several times. And there were still several per category. Oh, yeah. There was and at then, least 10, I think, yeah. in each category. I think well, like been, multi- I'm sorry, it's been a couple of years since those guys have had a show, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so we did discuss that a little bit. It was the uh, 2019 when we were up there. 2020 was supposed to have been the uh, regional uh, convention, and then everything went the hell in the handbasket after that. So this is our first one. Yeah, so I I thought from an aircraft perspective, just incredible turnout. I would say yeah, and armor. I mean, armor was pretty pretty heavy duty, but everything else, I you know probably a little bit light. Well, um, I mean, you got Jackson Stanton and his guys coming in there bringing their stuff. Man, there was some yeah, good man. armor on the table. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, was, those guys are out there. Oh yeah. 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 Zach. Mm-hmm. Yep. Buddy Zach. Yep. yep. Zach. Yeah. yeah, I saw. I saw Frank. Uh, Frank Blanton from the um, he was there. Yes, he, yep. he posted he up some stuff on Saturday. Oh, maybe it was Sunday from the uh, from the show. 
Yeah, there's some again, man. I I looked up and I was like, wow, that was really really good stuff. Like, I mean, nationals level, a lot mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, it was really, it was really good. Um, so yeah, I thought that that from that from turnout standpoint for armor and aircraft was above average. Everything else maybe a little light. Uh, the vendors were, I don't, I, I am average. I you know, I mean. It wasn't bad. I mean, I still bought some stuff, you know, picked mm-hmm. some stuff up. Um, but it was good uh, to see Bert and Rock there too. Of course, know, yeah. Stuff. Um, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was great to meet a few new people. Um, I'll just mention one person real quick. Um, and uh, and then we can, if you want, guys want to talk more in depth and sort of the um how the show with contest went, we can do that. But one of the guys we met that was awesome dude was uh his name was john monday yep. and he he built the uh, a6a the hobby boss kit um beautiful job and uh he got first in multi-engine jets and then he got best aircraft and then he got best in show so it was a uh, it was it was a nice model and it but he was a super super nice guy and it was a pleasure to meet him and talk to him He's a formal naval aviator as well. He's H forty six guy, and uh, just kind of had a lot in common from the get go. And super dude. I think Darren, we both kind of talked to him for a while. Yep. Very humble. Yep. Real, you know, super shocked that he got best aircraft and then got best to show. But you know, we were real happy for him. Seems like really great dude. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a good show. It was a really oh, good show. That's cool, man. Where's he out of? Is he local or is he? Oh, oh. I didn't ask. You, say, you know what? I didn't sure catch did. that. Yeah, I didn't catch where he's from. Yeah. Um, but hopefully uh, he's local. I'd like to see him up PinCon. Yeah, he should definitely. Bring the A6, though, please, John. Come to leave, more, leave the A6 at home. Yeah, leave, leave the A6 at home. <laughs> I, I saw the photos of that online, and yeah, yeah. that was real sharp. Yeah, it's looking. really nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, I, I think, from what, because it, it was kind of how it went, like, so contest-wise, right? So um, the I think they were, short on judges because yes. the judging the judging took a while and i wish i would have known that i told um the head judge i was like oh man i wish you would have known if, if i would have known that you were guys were light on judges would have been more than happy to to pitch in and so at the end you know uh rick came up to me and he was just like hey you know i really need your help um we're just we're just running short and we still got all these categories we need to judge so i grabbed darren and chris and we judged a uh, category and, um, you know, he was happy for us to do that. And I, and I felt bad. So, you know, I, if I would have known they were shorthanded, I would have been more than happy to, cause I just like ran to Taco Bell or whatever, grabbed a bite to eat and came back. It was, it's not like they have a Chewy's there. <laughs> um, but they, they do have a really good Mexican food place that we ate at on Saturday yeah, night. Boy, amen. Um, anyway, but bottom line was they're short on judges, short on time, which, you know, um, I think what happened was a lot of people had entries into one particular category, which was single engine jets. And so unfortunately that was the last category to be judged. And they had to find, finally find a group of people that were not entered in that. And so, and they're, they're the time, the time's ticking away and they're getting close to when they need to be doing awards. And you got one of the biggest categories that, needs to be judged and you don't have anybody that can judge it. <laughs> so uh, when they finally got people, I think that they were probably a little short on time, maybe 
um, could have spent a little bit more time. I know that we we saw like, because I, I was like, man, I, I'd love to judge it, but I'm in it. Darren's like, love to judge it, but I'm in it. Dirk's love to judge it, but I'm in it. All of us, we're all, you know, Chip Jean and, and yeah, that, Rick. That's, a, that's an issue, man. You yeah, know, I mean, yeah. that's they were a big all in. Cat- a popular category so so yeah i think that 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 category might i think that there's you know trying to in the sake of time just trying to get through i'm not saying the folks that won shouldn't have won i'm just saying like i i think that you know when we judged our category we spent a lot of time on each model and i think just at the end of the day when they're trying to bust through i think that that um you know you just gotta make sure and and give each model its due time but um again in the end did the were the the best models not chosen i mean i I think that the model the first second and thirds were very 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 well done um and uh you know i think that you know for me next time i'm gonna just go up to them and say hey are you guys do you guys need judges because then i'll be happy to help because i don't want you know I, i hate to it would have been easy to to hop in and help, but I think they did a a good job with what they had, and I personally like I enjoy the show, and uh, but it's again it's it's a long it's a long trip back there, so um, we'll see about making the next one. Hey, make well, the weekend up, but Darren, that's what, what that's what we did. We the wife and I went up. We made a just made a weekend of it, and then yesterday just took our time antique stores and stuff like that well but did the uh, wife go to the show yeah absolutely yeah she, she had a blast think? right yeah she did she had a really good time <laughs> of course she left and went out and did her her thing and came back but no she was there for quite quite a long time uh my thoughts my thoughts on the judging all i'm going to say is that in, in my opinion it was just one more big check in the block for gsb period period you know, we yeah. get down to that last deal. They're under the gun to finish because they don't have enough judges. And, uh, you know, hey, look, I'm, I'm saying this. I know going in there with the stuff that was on the table because I looked at all of it. We had this conversation before. Nats level stuff. There was some beautiful stuff on the table. And the A4 I brought was, I don't think, in a top five type type kit, okay, compared to what's on the table. That said, the, P, the, 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 the being that they rushed the way they did through it, I think that some good people missed out on uh, some good kits, good builds missed out on placing where they should have. That's uh, just, I, it's just a fact. Sat there and watched the whole thing. And it's not to call anybody out or say anything bad. It's just another push to me for gold, silver, bronze. You don't have that issue. So. Yeah, there were, there were probably out of that category, I can probably count maybe eight or nine that were all deserving of yep. an award. You could only give one, two, and three. And I, I agree. A gold, silver, bronze will help fix. Because it really, there there were, I mean, there were just, even in the multi-engine jet category, there were probably seven or eight that were beautiful. And I was like, man, I don't know how they're going to judge that. Because I, it, it was really, really difficult. There were just so many good builds. And so you had people leaving the category, leaving the contest that should have walked away with something and didn't. So, yeah, Darren, and, I, I, I second that. And I'm going to follow that up, and I'm going to say, all those out there that are listening that want to throw their hands in there and scream and holler about gold, silver, bronze, if you don't want to see a change to gold, silver, bronze, when you get to the show, learn to judge and help out. Yeah, that's key right there, you know. 
be be part of the solution. Then. That's right. Be part of the solution. Don't um, just throw your hands up in there and say, oh, this ain't amp, so I ain't going to do that. Well, then, you know what? Put the yeah. hot dog down and go over there and, and judge. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I hope folks that did go home, you know, quote, without an award, uh, you, you know, I, hopefully they're, I don't know, hopefully that's not what they're living for, you know? Well, no, I, you, no, I agree you know, with Hopefully you. it's, you're going to a show, you're having fun, seeing people's work and, uh, you know, hanging out and talking shop with the, with your friends. Um, end of the day, if it's a one, two, three show, one, two, and three are going to go home with an award and, that's, that's and you're right. going to pack up your stuff and, and, and hopefully go home still happy yes. camper. You know? Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, I, I, yeah. I was not at all disappointed that I, oh, come on, are, are you disappointed? Cause you didn't play no, yeah, uh, right. a human being saying that they're not is, is a liar. Okay. Yeah. There's some disappointment there, but, I knew looking at the table, I couldn't compete yeah, you, with what was on the table. Man, there was some beautiful stuff there. So was I shocked? Was I mad? No, hell yeah. no. No reason. Any, to get mad. any model of knows where he stands. <laughs> hell yeah. Um, yeah, I looked at the armor category because I, I mean, I think my T fifty five is pretty awesome. And then I looked, yeah. saw, I looked and see what was on the table. I'm like, I ain't getting nothing, <laughs> you know. And I'm okay. I was like, well, okay, because yep. I could appreciate what was there. And that's what I'm saying. The man, the aircraft and the armor builds that were there this time. I, I, I the last time I saw that type of quality was at a nationals. It I was mean, good. It was really good. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't be pissed <laughs> in any way. I mean, there was just beautiful like, stuff. I felt like Rick Troutman and and his judging team. They they did the best they could, and I'm glad that he just came up to me and said, "Hey, can you help us out?" Because I was like, you bet. Hold on. Let me go grab a couple other people. And we put a team together and we helped them out. And yeah, that, and that was fun. You know, that was, and you know, anytime, you know, now I see how it's really helpful. Cause again, it's not like, um, old dominion. I'm sorry. I'm not going to judge there because I got to go eat my Mexican food at Chili's, but I'm teasing, but actually I'm not. But anyway, um, (laughs) I'm just saying like, I get that judges need sometimes they need help and if they're light on judges then you know help them out and do a couple categories and and um you know just so that things can move along uh, in a timely fashion but is it was it a good show absolutely um i hate that it's kind of far away um but if if i live closer man i I would definitely make it every year but i'm not saying that i'm not going to go next time i'm just saying that um it's it's a long drive to do it in it in a day so yeah but before we move on and, and from the judging part i just want my hats off del presidente he judged him and his uh uh his team i don't know six if they did six they did eight categories i mean they they were busy they were busy so good on them hats off to them well with our own show coming here in a year or so, then I hope I hope when the call goes out for judges, we're uh, we have the people to man them up. Yeah, yeah, I think that that would be the key, Whitey. Right, like ahead of the uh, get ahead of it. Like make yeah. sure that we have commits from people, and so that we know where the holes are and where we need to fill in the gaps. So, absolutely, yep. yeah. Yep. But overall, I thought it was a great show. I mean, again, super nice people. I thought their um, registration went really smooth. And, um, just the categories were, you know, relatively aligned well. And, um, you know, again, still, and there were some really good deals to be had, um, from the vendor. So, uh, again, 
There's you a, mentioned the uh, show. registration. I noticed on their sheets they had a checkbox there yes. for do not pick up my model. And yep. I really like that idea. I think that's going to go on our sheet. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So you say you ran into Rock and uh, Bird out there. That's kind of their neck of the woods. Um, yep. Yep. Were they out there hawking their wares? Oh, yeah. On scale? Yeah. All right. Good. Well, while on the subject, let's go ahead and listen to what Rock has to say. What, what do they have going on? Hey there, Model Geeks. Rock Rosak of Detail and Scale here, talking about the 14th volume in the Detail and Scale series, F-14 Tomcat in Detail and Scale by Hagen Klaus. The book chronicles the origins, development, and production history of the Tomcat, and also gives a thorough overview of the operational history of the swing wing fighter. Additionally, it provides a detailed look at the main Tomcat variants, the F-14A, F-14A+, F-14B, F-14B Upgrade, and the Ultimate F-14D. And speaking of details, the book follows all that with the hallmark of the Detail Scale series, the Tomcat Details Chapter, with over 230 high-resolution color photos showing every aspect of the F-14, including its armament and external stores. All of this is followed by the comprehensive modeler section that looks at the F-14 kits available to the scale modeler. There is no better reference anywhere for modeling the F-14 Tomcat than this book. F-14 Tomcat in detail and scale sells for $12.99 in its digital editions, while the print book sells for $19.99. Visit our website at www.detailandscale.com for more information. And now, back to the Model Geeks podcast. Well, thanks for that, Rock. I'm sorry I couldn't make it out to the show and hang out with you again. It was great talking to you out at Nats and hearing B-52 stories. That was uh, really good stuff. I did learn from Rock. Um, one of the questions came up while we were walking around the B-52 at the SAC Museum about the tail gunner. And looking at the structure of the B-52 and looking up into the Bombay and stuff like that, I think it was me and Derek Post we were looking at it, and we were like, that gunner, he's back there by himself, and there's no, I don't see any way of him getting forward. And, you know, it's kind of dark up there. And, you know, I, I have my iPhone light, and I'm trying to find just some sort of a, oh, there's got to be some way to get back there. Bombay is not pressurized. Anyway, next night we're having beers with Rock, and I remember, hey, man, you're a B-52 guy. Can you get from the front to the back? And he starts laughing. He's like, oh, yeah, you can. He's like, you know, you have to, you know, you can't be a fat guy or something like that. He said, and he talked about how um, he was on a flight and they hadn't heard from the tail gunner. I think it was a D or an F model he was flying on. And they hadn't heard from the tail gunner for a good while. And they get him trying to get him up on the ICS and no response. And now they're kind of worried. And they send Rock back there to go, hey, someone got to go back there and check on old boy. And, uh, He's talking about how he had to, you know, crawl his way on back there. And he's, you know, there's, there's an area that, you know, in, in the pressurized section of the fuselage that you can make your way back there. And, uh, I guess the dude stepped on his, um, comm cord and unplugged his headset and, you know, Oh, okay. Roger that. I'm back up. (laughs) (laughs) Rather than, Oh man, you want to go see if the guy's dead or not? Yeah. You know, (laughs) know, I I didn't ask him that. Like, you know, while you're making your way back, they're like, Oh Jesus, Jimmy going to be dead back here. You know, frozen or something. (laughs) Holy shit. Oh man. Jeez. Wow. So 
he, he, he had some he had some good stories some good b52 stories for sure that's funny um, wow. all right man it's been a while since we uh tossed a, a c story around we've got to rack the brain and come up with some c stories actually yeah. i do kind of have a c story Uh-oh. go man let's hear it bro because well, i was thinking about that the other day people appreciate uh, these stories and we haven't really hit them in a while and i was going <laughs> i was going to mention this last on the last episode but i forgot and i made a note to uh to bring it up well all right let's hear it well when i first went in the navy i was ship's company on the carl vinson that's and no way to live it is not a way to live <laughs> and when you're underway and the air wing is gone or when the air wing's not on board, the various departments on Learned the ship how to needle gun. <laughs> maintain the squadron spaces, right? So in AIMD, IM3, we had VRC 30 or 40. Where was the uh, West Coast guys? I can never give them straight. 30. All right. So the guys in the West Coast. So they were gone. And we had to go. And we had like a, what was that inspection they used to do? Uh, the big inspection that your division would do zone inspection. And so we had zone inspection and they're like, Hey, Frildo, go up there and, you know, make sure that squadron space is cleaned up and everything, get everything out of it, Uh chairs, everything. So I was like, okay. So I go up there and this was one of those quick lessons in why you don't piss off the flight deck. Well, their space was right there in the catwalk, right on the O3 level. And so I open up the hatch and there's this aluminum folding chair. Well, I proceed to chuck this thing over the side because they had the fantails over for the dumping of trash. So, and it's metal, you threw metal and paper over the side anyway. And well, when I threw this folding chair, it took off like a frisbee and went out. And I happened to look in slow motion. It felt like slow motion. And there were two S3s parked right there. <laughs> by l2 and i was just like oh my gosh and i saw this chair the wind caught the chair and i thought oh my gosh it's gonna smack the tail of that s3 <laughs> i was like oh man and so i sat there and I, I hauled ass man i turned the light off i locked the door i just hauled ass out of there and uh i happened to look one last time and i saw that was going to miss the s3 but not by much and it fell in the water or whatever so I go hauling ass back down to the shop and I'm sitting there and I'm, <gasps> <laughs> I'm turning the flat on and you see all kinds of people are running off over by the side of the ship over there. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm sitting there like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh, what'd I do? You know, I hit an airplane <laughs> and my LPO, he looks over at me and he sees me sweating. And he's like, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't hit anything, man. I didn't hit anything. I was like, we had that folding chair, and I just got rid of it, and I threw it off through the through the hatch, right over the catwalk, and it, like a frisbee, woo, 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 started coming back toward the ship. And man, I learned my lesson quick that day. <laughs> what the hell are you I thinking? What not to do? Yep, I could just see that folding chair like sticking out of the rudder. On the S3. <laughs> Dude. Ooh, man. Uh, what I got, what was the thought process that went through A, just fold it up and put it away, or B, do nothing, or C, let's just chunk it? He was told to get everything out of the shop. Get, so. To get everything uh, out. The only thing that's supposed to be in there were the desks. No, not even desk chairs. He, he's, he's Joe Airman so at like, the time. Just, yep. just, I was just following orders. Following <laughs> orders. Chunk it. 
And I just like, yeah, you know, it's cool. You're on a ship, you know, you're on this aircraft carrier in the, in the Pacific. So you're just like, <laughs> you flung it over the side and was like, oh, shit. And yeah, oh, you're, so. you're at sea and underway at the time, you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah we were underway. Okay, man. All right, That's man. So funny. Gotcha. And then you see that I can imagine like the slow motion, how shit's oh, just man. like totally My slowing heart, down. Like, I bet like beating out of the chest, right? I, th- I thought I was in so much yeah, trouble. I, I yeah. was so scared. <laughs> my LPO was like, what did you do? <laughs> I was, oh, I'm I'll, never, I'll never look at a folding chair the same way again. Nope. That's I don't. Man. All right. C story for the episode 40 in the books. Don't ask me to make coffee. And don't ask me to throw shit out of the, out of the <laughs> space. Uh, all right, man. Let's talk geek news, man. Um, Nats. I can't believe we're talking about Nats again already. But uh, some 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 pretty important stuff coming here. Twenty twenty three IPMS USA Nats. Uh, the hotel reservations are going to get turned on here shortly, and um, the opening room block is midnight Central Time on September third. So essentially Friday night, zero 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 one Central Time. So what time is that for us then? It's, uh, yeah, it'd be um, one o'clock in the morning. Zero one. Yep. Zero one on the fourth. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, if you're worried about getting a room block, pay close attention to that time. Um, they say the rooms are going to go fast. They probably will. They usually do. Um, so anyway, I can't, like I said, IPMS news already, uh, Nats news already. I'm looking forward to that show, San Marcos, definitely. Uh, other Nats stuff, uh, John Bonani mentioned did the uh, Nats survey. Did you guys do that thing or what? Yep, I sure did. Yeah, cool. Hopefully they get some uh, feedback from that. Listening to his interview on small subjects, he, he talked extensively on that. And, um, you know, post-Nats, a lot of people... Uh, you know, you, you have negative opinions, you have positive opinions, probably equal amounts, right? And if you're in the negative side of the house, hit that survey because that's where that's where change comes from, I guess. And if you're wanting to see change, you know, uh, that that's where it starts. And and John's, you know, again, I, I encourage anyone to listen to that interview again on, on small subjects with uh, Barry Biediger and uh, Jim DeRogantis. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. Um, they do a great show, uh, and uh, John was on there in their most recent uh, episode, and um, he talks quite a bit. You know, now that he's officially in the position of second VP, um, and has some pull, and is in, you know, it's it's great to have him in the, in in those shoes, and so I'm look, we're all looking forward to um, the job that he's going to do in that position. Him and the rest of the crew. Uh Nat stuff for us. Uh, we kind of came to the. Did we talk about this in the last episode? The. Uh, did we decide on our group build? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I was gonna say. Do I mean? Did we actually decide, or did somebody decide for us? I think Dave Knight's kind of decided for us over beers and the fact that he bought an F eight Crusader. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, after the fact, though. Yeah, that was after the fact. Um. So. It, it, Okay, so if you missed the news, I guess we'll toss it out there. It's going to be MIG killers. And, um, you know, when I think MIG killers, right away off the top of my head, I'm thinking Vietnam, right? 
Uh, but then you stop and have a few more beers and a little more discussion and you go, oh, wait a minute. What about the Korean War? We were shooting down MiGs then. And then you go, well, we were shooting down MiGs in the Gulf War. Well, those guys were shooting down MiGs in the Israeli, in the uh, Israeli-Egyptian War. So MiG killers. And I guess we could probably throw Sukhois in there as well then, right? Since they have red stars on them. Yeah. Uh, so why not? You know, if you want to do, you want to do a Gulf of Sidra F-14 shoot down or. You know, splash a couple more Libyans. Let's go ahead and do that too. We'll toss, yeah, I would them, say, we'll toss them in the pile. If it's got a star, a red star on the uh, on the tail, it's it's game. It's game. Right? It's it game. got it's shot good. down. It's a target. Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. So that's going to be our group build then for uh for next year's Nats. You know, that's pretty broad when you're talking aircraft, because I mean, again, you can start from the Korean war and come forward from there and pick a war. You know, um, uh, I'm sure there's some uh, African continent conflicts in there somewhere where, where obscure countries mixed it up, flying MIGs, uh, South America, perhaps even too. So if we make it just with, with a star on the tail, then that would exclude the Gulf of Syria. Well then, Sidra. I would, I would, yeah, I would, I would, because those uh, were Libyan. I would say, yeah, don't limit no, no. it to just a star. Yeah, no, no, no. We're not saying it has to have a star on the tail. We're just when I said that, I mean Russian made or Russian, Russian made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Chinese ones too. You know, they they had there you they, go. They do theirs. So, um, so that's basically it. Um, mig mig kills, Sukhoi kills. I got I got a couple ideas in my head, but who who the heck knows what I'll, a year out from now where, where I'll be at as far as that goes. But here's what I think we should do. Here's what I think we should do. So this is just a cockamamie crazy. Cra- call me crazy. This might be a little getting a little crazy with the cheese whiz, but I was a little underwhelmed by our A four participation at Nats. Like well, at Nats. Well, now the well, participation was pretty huge, but at Nats, yeah, those. So yeah. at Nats, right? So, so yeah. I would like to see more. If we're going to do this, I would like to see folks act like like how Triple P did it, where they had specific. They they made a oh, list. Okay. They made yeah. a list of here are all the whatevers, and then they farmed them out to people, and said, "You build this, you build that, you build this," and then lo and okay. behold, look, they had a. They had a ton, a ton of them at Nats. So, who wants to if, build the XL, XML spreadsheet on that one? Not it. So, um, <laughs> exactly. I think. I think. Uh, who was the one? Whose idea was it? I don't know. Dave Knights. There you go, <laughs> Dave. Build the freaking spreadsheet. You were the one that came up with the idea, and so you build the spreadsheet. Man, I, t- I gotta tell you, Dave is like the host with the mostest. Because that guy was walking around, we were partying it up in his in his room. He was walking around in his socks, picking up people's empties and <laughs> refilling everybody's beer. Well, then he shouldn't have any problem beer. putting this coaching together. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I know, I know which one I'm going to build. I've already which one are you build? Is 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 so ironic? It's like it's like a it? chicken omelet, man. What is it? It's the ghost of Kosovo. A big shoot down me. Ghost of Kosovo. Ghost of Kiev. Come or on, Kiev. it's right on Kosovo. the box. I was just reading about Kosovo. Sorry. Yeah. The ghost man, of we Kiev. All. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's, you know, that, and, that's as but, ironic as a chicken omelet. You know, the, the, the topic also gives you, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, the Omaha Nats with the 2011, uh, and, you know, it was the uh, 100, 
hundred uh, anniversary of naval aviation, and the decal sheet for that show was all MIG killers. So there's yeah. you. Not only can you do the group build, put yourself in the category for best use of Nats decals right there too. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's and nice. same with the this this past year's Nats decal sheet. Yeah. There's yeah. subjects, all those subjects right there. So there you go, yeah. folks. Is your motivation. I know which one you're doing. Yeah, I'll probably do that F-82, but in, yep. at the same time, I, I kind of want to do an F-8. I want to do uh, Limpy Dick Dick Bellinger. You know? You're kind of sounding like a, a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, it's all for the show. Come on. The show yeah. and the history. Yeah, we'll, that's, we'll, that's we'll, what I want to see out there is the history, man. Yeah, it'll it'll be, because um, I've got a, some, a couple of cool um, decal sheets that have got some pretty neat um, make kills on it. So yeah, I'll have to do some thinking. All right. Out. I got a couple cool. ideas. Cool, man. Got a year to do it. Yep. Which isn't a lot of time. <laughs> the, um, speaking of group builds, I did see the, um, Jeff Hearn and the scale colors guys, they're going to do 148B17s. And I thought that's kind of cool. He asked me the other day, he was like texting me. He's like, hey, do you want to get in on this? And I'm like, I can't bring nope. a B-17 on an airplane, bro, because I don't think I'm driving to Texas. <laughs> so I'm out. Kidding, right? Yeah. I don't know. Unless I try to mail one somehow. God. I might I might drive. I might drive to Texas. Oh, I'm absolutely driving. I said well. might. You're driving? Then if you're driving, I might do a B-17 then. Yeah. Might. <laughs> yeah, I was we'll like, see. I don't want to transport a bunch of B seventeen. Well, the problem is, I would transport, but Annette and I are making a vacation of it, so the little Subaru is going to be full of luggage. Oh, stuff in the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, All right, get one of those carry cases on top, man. Yep, and I'll charge you for tooling. the gas. Get the tool case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So anyway, a year goes by fast when you're trying to build a bunch of projects. So plan plan accordingly. Yep. Uh, speaking of planning accordingly and building new kits on the street, um, I, a couple of new ones popped up recently. Probably not uh, big news at this point, but like the Rodden uh, 172 Savage, that's kind of an unusual kit to, to come out with. I mean, the Mark II one's been kicking around for a while, but if you're going to build a Mark II kit, God bless you. Uh, let's see, Dora Wings, they uh, released 3D CADs of their upcoming Beaver and the, the one with the floats on it. I think that looks, that's up my alley, man. I'd like to do like a Canadian uh, Beaver, some bush plant or something like that. <laughs> Darren's laughing. What are you laughing about? You, you're like struggling over there, guy. Say it. Just say it. You know you want to. Oh, I can't say it. It was set on Leave It to Beaver. I'm just not going to say it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes into talking about bush I'm pilot and, folks, you know all you know, this other beaver we get it bush, bush pilots i just it's oh my it's, god it's, i mean it's, this is a, i'm this in is middle school family, again. family yeah. show family show <laughs> oh man all right more power um, to you whitey probably build the your, probably the weirdest beavers uh, in your bushes beaver in the bush pilot put some bush pilot wings on there Heck yeah. On the, on the, on the base. I've had it. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Cool, man. Yeah, um, lots of cool stuff coming out. Faux show. I, the, the most recent one I saw was yesterday I come across this thing. Um, 
148 PZL Whiskey 3 Alpha Sokol helicopter. It's a, I believe it's a Polish-built helicopter. Could huh. be wrong. From a company called... An- or Answer is the name of the model company. I believe huh. they're a Polish company. I, PZL yeah. is... Um, is that a Czech aircraft company? God, I should I research that. I don't know. I, I, I want to say yes, was, but that I would just be like pulling that out of my... I would, yeah, I could Google it real quick, but I'll let someone else out and listen away and take care of that. Yeah. I'm looking it up now. That, that'll, build some, that'll build some viewer mail right there. Listener mail for someone else to answer next week. Um, anyway, that's that's really all I've noticed. I, I didn't do a whole lot of digging around on on the interwebs for new stuff and new releases, or nothing really jumped out at me. So it's all mostly stuff we all know about already. Yeah, you know, you guys talked about stuff you bought at the show. Uh, Frildo, anything in the mail? You guys buying any new stuff or what? Scott, you yes. just got a box in the mail too. You I, can talk about that. I did. Yep. Yeah, I um, I our buddy Brent, he was selling off some of his stash of stuff that he won't build, you know, get around the building. So I, uh, well, that's a I, lot of know, nice crap. He's not going to get around the yeah, building because no I saw yeah. the stuff he's getting rid of. I'm like, I called him. I was like, Brent, or text him. I'm like, Are you getting out of the hobby again? Because you better not. He's like, No, 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 no. I just have a bunch of extra stuff. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so I picked up the uh, twisted my arm and I picked up the P the Tamiya forty eight scale P forty seven M, which you know already got like two of them in the stash, and uh, looking around and I mentioned a couple episodes back that I wanted to do that uh, that German Luftwaffe forty six VTOL aircraft the uh, Wurstenflug. Oh yeah, the one that the tilt wing. Yeah, and he said that one guy for the um, the forty eight hour the model officer club forty eight hour build he yeah, um, he built one. Yeah. Let me tell you, there are two sprues in that box, and that is it. And wow. Sprue Brothers had that, and they had the uh, the Falkwolf Tri Flugel that thing that stands up and it's got like the rotary wing that spins around. Yeah, the jet engines on the end. Yeah, is I that, think that. Is that real or is that a for, Luft 46? It's a Luft 46 thing. Okay. All right, man. I know what you're talking about. I just wasn't sure if that was a real real aircraft that, that they actually built or what. Yeah, like where they had plans. And like here on the side of the box, they even have, you know, the sketches of it from like oh, yeah. when they, yeah. at the end of the war when they. Huh. Okay. Yeah, and the freaking mail bent, beat the box all the hell. So stupid mail people. Yeah, but I thought it was pretty cool. And Sprue Brothers had them for twenty nine bucks, so it's almost what? free. It's almost so, free. It's not quite yeah. free, but it's almost free. So, right there. Oh, there's your sprues. Wow. Um, that's a weekender right there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Save that for your forty eight hour build. You'll spend more year. time. You'll spend more time painting it. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So I picked those up and. uh and our good buddy, old Jeff Martin, up at um, Furball Worldwide HQ. God bless him. He, uh, you know, sent out, you know, said that he was getting patches to give out to all his faithful people, you know, customers that have been with him from the beginning. And so he sent us all Furball Aero Design patches. So cool. I have you guys, uh, I got right. you guys' patch here. So next time we're all together, I'll I'll that's, give them to you. That's going on the flight jacket. Yeah, nice. yeah man. Yeah. It'll look cool. And uh, that's about it, man. All righty. 
Yeah, speaking of Brett, Brent, uh, I, I I got in on that sale he he was running too. You did. <laughs> well, all I did was no, I asked did. him. I, I just asked the question. I said, "Hey, I see you have a an AVAP there. You know, like I need another Harrier, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, "What do you want for it?" And he's like, "I don't want nothing from you for it." He's like, "You made me some decals before. I'm mailing you." And I was like, "Man, no. Wow. Let me pay you for it. Let me cover the postage nice. at least." He wouldn't have it. So I owe him wow. beers next time he's up. Next time he's up this way, but he yeah, sent he me gave that. Me, he gave me a good price on on that p on that p forty seven too. Yeah, I got it. he I got the uh, pro modeler uh, blue enjoy four from him, and uh, he uh, gave me a, a pretty yeah, decent ship on that too. So he should go to model shows, man. I know. Brett lighting prices are like almost <laughs> free, man. It was funny because I asked wow. him like. Dude, you trying to save up for an engagement ring or something? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Nah, not yet." Speaking of All vendor right. prices and A fours, man, how about the two A fours? Old boy had there at the eighty bucks yeah. and what sixty? I think. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Yeah. gracious. That's Just, unsat, man. Yeah, it's a little, little pricey. Because Darren's like, "Look," and I'm like, "Look," and he's like, "Oh,", oh. but that was the same. He had those kits at. Um, last year when we were at um, Mosquito Con, because I remember I, I I saw it. I'm like, oh man, oh, and, and he's not God. selling them. Hell no, you know them. he's, he's going to keep hauling them around show to show. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Hey, was the MPP folks there? You know the lady with the hey, how how you yeah. stack them? Yeah, they didn't yeah. have a ton, but they had they had some stuff there, but yeah, not uh, a lot of cars. Good. A lot of cars. A lot of cars. Yeah. yeah. Not as much, like half the amount of aircraft that they normally have. Well, I believe they get, they, they buy stashes, you they know, do, so yeah. it depends on who's, uh, yeah. one, whose stash is available. One dude, though, that one guy, I think Darren already talked about it, but man, he had some good deals. He had some yeah. really, really good deals. Oh, oh you're talking about, the, oh, no, that was uh, actually, I think it was uh, a Colonel, the Marine Corps officer that passed away. That was the estate sale where, where I got the, uh, the, the Hoskow with the yep, yep. stuff we'll discuss yep, here. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. That's good stuff. All right. All right. Where are we? Scott. Yeah. What'd you get in the mail here? <laughs> <laughs> so I got in the mail. I got, uh, I had ordered that, um, the Barracuda, uh, 30 second scale, um, the A4, um, update set, the KU or the K, uh, mod set so that finally came in the mail i suck at remembering like what whether it's i know it's the a4 update set to be able to do like i guess it's the um new zealand or australia yeah um, new zealand A4s. The K- yeah. yeah and uh but then when i was on my way up to that's all i got in the mail but then when i was on my way up to um, the show this weekend i stopped at frontline model kits and hobbies in stanton and I'm going to just put another plug in and say, holy Santa Claus shit. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Because more plastic than any shop that I've been in. And I can't tell you when. And and they had good stuff, too. And prices were reasonable. And right. uh, they had a lot of good stuff. But I didn't buy a whole bunch because I'm like, well, I'm going to the show. So I don't want to load up. And then. You know, I, I ended I, I want to go back because they had they had really good stuff. I ended up getting the uh, a kinetic 48 scale F21, which is basically the kefir that has the marine, you know, the adversary markings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really, really nice kit. 
and uh, very reasonably priced. Uh, Trumpeter 32nd scale. I think it was a, a BF-109 G2, I think. Um, it was pretty, again, just, you know, a cool, cool, um, really nice, cool, pretty cool kit. And then at the show, I picked up some German uniform books because I, I really, there's a figure that I want to start painting and I just, you know, I, I, but I was just like, I don't know what, I don't know what the colors are, but this book was really pretty detailed about all the different types of German uniforms. So I picked that up and then some decals for an F-16D and then some, an F-16 kit that a lot of the parts were missing. Not a lot, a few of the parts were missing, but I was like, nah, I don't care. It's, I just need it for, for pots. Yeah, man. So, um, anyway, that's what I've got recently, but, um, yeah, that frontline model kits and hobbies folks i'm telling you it's the real deal go see them they got more plastic that's all it is it's just wall-to-wall plastic kits don't right. forget too if you hadn't didn't get it when it was out earlier but furball releases uh f21 he's re-releasing his f21 lion cub sheet so you'll be able to pick that up here before too long cool man okay thanks man uh d ran uh well Scott beat me to the frontline model kit. We'll, we'll, we'll just make that a hobby shop shout out for the week. Those guys. Yeah, can. absolutely. Well, yeah. absolutely. It's just, it was wicked. I stopped by there on the way home and, uh, and picked up a few things uh, as well. Uh, you meet the new owner guy? Did. Uh, yeah. Super, super nice guy. Young cool. guy. Yeah, um, yeah. The, his name eludes me, though. I, I Christian. Yeah, Christian. And that's got the, the business card upstairs, but yeah, Christian, super nice guy and, uh, enthusiastic about the hobby, man. He is and like Scott said, there's no junk in there. Nice. <laughs> I didn't see, you know, junk he's got, he's, they've got old stuff, yep. but it's, it's hard to find out of production, rare, all that stuff. And, and it's, and the, like lots of collector stuff. And, uh, but I mean, Hasegawa, Tamiya, Trump, I mean, everything and, and not, a it lot of Kitty Hawk, ton well. of Kitty Hawk stuff. Yeah. So let yeah. me ask you, it's located right down on main street. So that, yeah. that area is kind of a, uh, it sounds like a place where you could, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, let's drag the wife along, spend an oh, afternoon yeah, absolutely. out, yep. beautiful country out that way. Absolutely. Um, so make it, a, you know, go out there, lunch whatever, hit the stores. The wife can hit the, you know, I'm sure yeah. there's all sorts of other little shops and whatnot. Well, there's antique there. stores up and down the, yeah, the street. You know? we, we hit them all after we got done. I mean, we spent several hours there. So that's really a great location for him to be at then. You know, I know the and store it, has been there before, but now, you know, it, it sounds to me like he's really putting some effort into getting it to be a real destination for, for modelers, for hobbyists to get to. So, and then again, when you throw in the fact that it's in an area that's a touristy area like that, where you can bring the wife along and she'll have a good time out there too, then, hey, great. Sounds like a good combo. So I'd, I'd like to, when I was at Frontline, I wanna, I'd like to give a, just kind of uh, give a shout out to one of our listeners. So I was sitting there talking to the owners of uh, over at uh, Frontline and this gentleman's like, are you, he's like, hey, um, are you one of the model geeks? You're Nemo, aren't you? And I was like, I am. And he's like, yeah, I recognize your voice <laughs> of all things. I'm like, really? You recognize my voice? Okay. And uh, so we had a, a really good conversation and I just wanted to say thank you, Rick, uh, uh, for listening and for definitely for supporting the show. It was great to talk to you and uh, certainly 
you know, look forward to more conversations and maybe seeing you at a couple model shows. But again, uh, that kind of thing is very, very humbling. And it was great to talk to you. And uh, again, I just wanted to say thanks for listening. So uh, happy modeling, man. Um, so with you guys coming off the heels of a show, let's talk about other shows and contests that are out there for you folks to go to. Um, let's see, we're supposed to drop, this episode should drop on the uh, 26th of August. So the 27th of August is the uh, Best of the West show out there at Vegas. Uh, Joe Porsche and the boys putting on uh, putting on their annual show um, on the 27th at the Orleans Hotel and Casino in the Beyondville room. Uh, and again, that's tomorrow, folks. So if you're listening today on the 26th, as long as all the editing goes smoothly and we get it out on time, uh, go hit up that show if you're in the area. Um, we talked earlier about PenCon. That hits off uh, September 10th up in Carlisle, PA. Um, they got a great Army Museum there. So folks, come to the show, check out the museum. And the surrounding area in general is just really nice up there, and it's a good time of year to be there. It's uh, starting to cool off right around September time frame. And let's see, uh, that's uh, PenCon in region too, but out there close by is PatCon. That's coming up on September 18th at the Hudson Elks Lodge in Hudson, Massachusetts. Uh, so go up there and hang with them Yankees and see what they can build. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had known about those clubs and stuff like that when I was growing up in Boston. My dad worked all week, so he was never he was never up for going to any of these things on the weekends. Yeah. He's like, man, I drive all week between here and Cambridge, so... No way, man. We're staying home and building models here. and Forget going to clubs and all that kind of stuff. And lastly, on 1 October 2022, down in Myrtle Beach is BeachCon 2022, uh, hosted by the Grand Strand Scale Models and the Coastal Carolina Scale Models. Uh, that's being held at the General Robert H. Reed Recreation Center, located on Gabreski Lane, Gabreski Lane, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And uh, that comes in from an uh, email from uh, Rick Reinhardt. He, he hit us up. Uh, we uh, Sadly, we neglected to cover that in our last episode. And uh, Rick, had, uh, he gave us a bunch of flyers out there at Omaha to pass out from our, at our table. People were coming by picking those up. So uh, apologies there to, uh, to you there, Rick, and, uh, and to you folks running BeachCon. Uh, we'll be sure to plug that show leading up to your October 1 date. Um, thank, thanks very much for the heads up on that. Um, but we'll take a pause for a second here and, uh, we'll let Darren run the, uh, talk about pod, uh, the Patreon and the podcast plug. And, uh, we'll all be right back in a sec. I'm going to go let the dogs out the back door. We, the geeks would like to thank all of you, the listeners for your continued support. We would also like to ask that if you enjoy listening to the show and would like to further support us in our endeavor to promote the scale modeling hobby then please take a moment and head over to our Model Geeks Patreon page. There you can donate anything from a dollar on up, and every penny goes to help offset our production costs. If Patreon isn't your cup of tea, then you can make a one-time donation by visiting our PayPal Me page. This can be done by simply clicking the heart icon at the top right corner of our homepage, and that will take you directly to our PayPal Me page. Please note, Donations are not in any way a requirement. We will continue to work hard to deliver the best scale modeling content that we can. So, once again, I'd like to say thank you to you all for downloading and listening. Okay, tool and tip of the episode, or of the week. I'm still going to call it of the week. I don't care, man. 
Okay, I'll do what I want. This is our show. It sounds better. <laughs> so, tool hey, and tip brother. of the week. Um, this is sponsored by our new sponsor, Bases by Bill. And I'm sure most of you guys out there listening have seen this. These these products by Bases by Bill. Uh, display bases, as as it suggests in the name, and other items too. Display cases. I mean, just fantastic stuff. So, Darren, then I'll let you take it from here. Then on the uh, on the uh, plug for Bases by Bill. So have you ever struggled with how to display a model at a contest or a model that you've spent many, many hours of work on? Or how about protecting a model you built for a veteran or a family member? Well, Basis by Bill has a solution. Their museum quality display cases are the perfect way to protect and enhance that special model. Built by modelers for modelers, Basis by Bill display cases are available for any type of model and for any size. Check out their website at basesbybill.com to see their new range of Astro cases. They come in 18 different sizes, or you can get your own custom-built display case quote. Make sure you use the code GEEKS at checkout to apply a 10% listener discount to your order. That code, again, is GEEKS for 10% off. Bases by Bill for all your display case needs. Uh, check them out. All right. Thanks very much for that, man. Um, tool and tip of the week. This one comes courtesy of our very own Frildo. Uh, while racking my brain for a, uh, tool and tip of the week, I couldn't come up with anything, but he, he threw one my way that I like. Um, Eduard masks. We all use them pretty much. If you're not, it, it makes, makes work a lot easier, especially when you get on, you know, a, um, your World War II subjects with these greenhouse canopies and things like that, you know, an Avenger, a Dauntless, a Stuka thing, you know, so they, of course, make masks for just about any kit that's out there. Um, and sometimes you hear people grumble about, you know, they're finely cut on that on that uh, tape, that paper, and can be hard to, hard to find what you're looking for, you know, that little small window. Uh, so Frillo, he suggests what you do is you take that main backing piece that that they're all cut from and remove that. And then you're left with the backing and all the masks sitting there on a nice clean white sheet of paper, basically. And it just makes it a lot easier for you to, um, A, find them, but two, what else that does is make it easier for you to pick them with your blade off of the backing. You're not going to wind up uh, dinging the in, in, in edge or accidentally slicing it. Um, I've seen that happen before. Had it happen to myself. Uh, it also, you know, if, or if you're using tweezers, it's easy to get that, nip, that tip of the tweezer up underneath it. Again, pull it cleanly off of the paper. Uh, be careful when you remove that main backing, that main sheet though. Uh, you know, you know, sometimes there are little uh, corners that are uh, still hugging. So you don't want to accidentally yank the whole thing off. You know, it's, it's, you're not ripping a bandaid off, put it that way, you know, nice and slow folks. But I like that idea. Thanks for all. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Um, let's talk mail call. Call. Lucky me, not a whole lot because, uh, you know, our episode was um, delayed. We heard a lot about that from folks. Hey, when's your episode coming out? You know, because we got back from Nat uh, and then it was like a, a, to keep us on our schedule. We had like a week pause in, the, in, in between before we recorded our next episode. And um, so the mail mail's kind of light, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> that we cleaned up the box from all the other ones that were sitting in there. Um, 
I'll, I'll lead off with uh, uh, again our good friend Derek Post. He hit us back with the uh, in uh, kind of an again another modeling tip. Um, Darren, he says that you him you and him were talking over a couple of drinks about um, weapons and building building ordnance and how that can be you know not your favorite part of modeling. Uh, what he does is he builds up a stash of completed weapons to to pick from. So essentially, builds himself a bomb farm. Yeah. Um, which sounds like a fantastic idea. Only I can't see myself spending a weekend building bombs, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but what I thought was, I wish I'd thought of that, you know, years ago when I was deploying yeah. because it would be great to do on the road. You know, oh, yeah. take a box of bombs, assemble, clean them up, um, maybe even do a, a, a little bit of light painting on them. And, uh, you know, that, that would have been a great way to, to knock them out ahead of time. Well, you know, for me, the, the the part that sucks the most about the two parts one is the cleanup yeah i mean if it, especially if it's like a solid missile or something you always got a seam line right you always got all those little yeah just those little areas that seem oh my god I, i've never had so many ghost scenes before in my life until it's a bomb or a damn drop tank and i always put the seam right down the middle of the top uh, but uh yeah they if do you, if you had them assembled in just some sandpaper while you're on the road the cleanup is is one of the hardest parts of course, yep. then there's masking, but I use decals, decals, stickers, yep, stickers. There you go. stickers. Get some stickers on there. Um, let me let's see. We have Martin Hulse. He wrote us, wrote into us. Um, he says your show has has inspired me to try modern jets. He's typically in a prop builder. Uh, and his wife picked him up a one one hundred forty four scale Harrier. He sent a few shots in of that with his email. And I, you know, my response back to him was, "Man, more power to you on that small scale and making it look like you did." Um, I'm not, I'm not going this that small. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty. It, so I mean, it's just I can't see it. I think that's you know, 48 scales. Like I was looking at a 70 second scale kit. It was the KI 84 when we do our group build for the club. And I'm like, man, I thank God I got a freaking magnifier. That's, yeah, you know, you know eight I'm inches or enough. whatever. <laughs> I haven't had enough time doing camo on a Harrier. That's 48 skill. Uh, but uh, excellent work there, Martin. And uh, again, as always, thanks for listening. Uh, longtime listener, David Wapples, he, he writes in, um, he wasn't able to attend your seminar out there, Scott, on uh, painting. Um, so he apologized for that But because uh, he went and hit up the uh, auto museum. But he, um, I made sure I, got a, I sent him a copy of the PowerPoint. He, he was asking if we had cool. videotaped, and I said, no, we didn't officially videotape it. Yeah. Maybe somebody else may have put it on their phone or something like that, but uh, he did get a copy of the um, PowerPoint sent his way. So cool. Thank you again, Dave. For uh, It was great to meet you out there at Omaha, and uh, thanks again for listening. Let's see. Okay, so John Mundy, he's the guy you guys met over the weekend. He uh, hit us back real quick and just said it was Sweet. great to meet you guys out there in Roanoke. Uh, he was the Marine Hilo guy with the intruder. So, again, we, we, we spoke about that intruder, man, and, and great work, John. Uh, I wish I was there to see it in person and shake your hand. Yeah, it was uh, it was awesome to meet um, John and to see his work, and uh, hopefully he can make a couple more shows that, all of us geeks will be there to check it out because it's it's awesome. It's really really cool, and uh, I mean, well deserved for best aircraft. Well, hopefully, and best than show. <laughs> hopefully, you'll throw some pictures up on our Facebook page for everyone else to get a look at. Yep, that'd be cool. Um, all right, I saved this next one for last because it's going to prompt some discussion. And that's always good out of an email. Um, it's from anonymous, and um, 
not really, but I'll keep it that way. I'll respect his wishes or their wishes or her wishes. Um, recently attended a club meeting and a gentleman in the club proceeded to tell him that something wasn't correct and that it needed to re- needed to be repainted. Uh, he said he, he was very loud about it and over the top of his critique. This wasn't about whether, whether the weathering was correct, but how do you guys feel about critiquing a model in a modeling setting or in a club setting like that, uh, man. Why do I you? Wait? I'm 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 chomping at the bit with this one. This is a <laughs> okay, great. So yeah, like I said, it would, you bet. It's got a prompt discussion. So uh, so this have at it. Let it let it rip. So the the but, just of it is basically, you know, without getting into the details, uh, you go to you go to your your weekly your your, your monthly club meeting. You put your latest work on the table, and and some jack wagon in your club wants to publicly critique it. Go. <laughs> wow, I, I don't even know where to begin with this one other than yeah. I think I don't know. Raise your hand if you love unsolicited advice, right? It's like <laughs> I, I you know, I mean, everybody builds differently. And it you know, if, if somebody comes up I will I never, ever have ever told somebody, Hey, um, your whatever is whatever. I would, why would I do that? Like if, but if somebody comes up to me and they're like, Hey, do you mind taking a look or Hey, what do you think of this? Or then I'll be more than happy. But I, you know, I, I don't ever just offer unsolicited advice or criticism because it's just, you know, I mean, to each his own. I mean, just because I build the way that I build, who am I to say to somebody how they built something? Oh, that's wrong. Really? Who the says that it's wrong. It's it's not. It's a freaking plastic model, right? So you want to paint it pink, paint it pink. And if somebody has a problem with it, they can just shut up. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> tell, that's how I feel. How you, tell us how you really feel though, man. Don't yeah, hold right. me back. Because because for me <laughs> it's a it's a um I don't know. I just I, I you know I don't need somebody to come up to me and tell me um what's wrong with my model. Yeah, nobody. I, I, I already, I don't need it. And you know, you mentioned that you know it's a new club. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. One of I think it's his first, second time going yeah. to a club meeting, and uh, you know, that's a good way to, good way to yeah. turn someone off from being a member of the club. Yep. I mean, um, I, if if you put it out there online on a critique website, well, yeah, yeah, that's different. Put it on SM, SMCG and, yep. and and you know, stand by for a you bet for a flogging. You or know, if but, you bring it, if you bring it to a contest and uh, and and you know that it's being judged, but you know as far as something that's maybe like, well, I don't like how you did this, or you did this right, or you did this wrong, or whatever. It's like you know, I get it. People are going to have their opinions, but just me personally, I would not. I'm not going to offer up my opinion to somebody unless they ask me for it. If they yeah. ask me for it, then I will be more than happy to give it to them. But if they're not asking me for it, then I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm just not going to, I just don't even, my brain doesn't go there. I don't even think like that. I'm just like, I just, you know, I'm just. I think that's, that's true even outside of modeling. I don't care what kind of a setting you're in, um, unsolicited critiquing or unsolicited advice even. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, uh, 
know 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 the room know the, know the know your audience i guess yeah. you know um, yeah. now if it's yeah. one of you jokers <laughs> then i can say hey your shit's all messed uh, up exactly that's knowing your audience but, man but if <laughs> but if it's somebody that i don't know or if if the person knows me and knows me well then yeah you can say yeah. whatever you want to but if you're somebody that i don't know and i've never known and i have and and i'm new and they're just like hey you know your stuff's all screwed up or what you know it's just it's just not um you know i don't just know i just polite. don't yeah it's just not polite i've just yeah. learned that i don't say anything unless i'm asked absolutely because there people go. have gotten butt hurt before when i've noticed something and told them quietly and i just to avoid all that i just keep my mouth shut and you know what when your star is upside yeah. down i'm not saying a word brother good on you Good or if you. your gray is the wrong color gray, or mm. if your white or gray, light gray on your missiles are whatever, the wrong shade, it just, it, it's just, okay, so good for you. You noticed it. All right, that'll do it for mail, uh, the mailbag for the week. Uh, thanks for writing in, folks. Um, always great to hear from you. Oh, wait, no, it's not all, because I do what? have to like, stand by, stand by. Good. Um, Facebook Messenger. I always forget to get those in there. You know what and, I um, do too. And then uh, Don Gilman. He he sent me some photos of a uh, E2 Hawkeye he's building, forty eight scale, um, one twenty six VAW one twenty six markings. Looked really sharp. Nice work, Don. Uh, E2 Hawkeye is definitely in my wheelhouse for this year. I'd love to get my uh, VAW one twenty seven C bat built, but we'll see what happens there. And then. Uh, Peter Fizlotsky. Goddamn, I know I hammered your name. I'm sorry, Peter. <laughs> uh, via Facebook message, he writes that he's in on our 2023 Nats MIG Killer Group build with an Air Force F4E. Air Force. We'll allow that. Um, will we? That'll do it. That, that, that's the mailbag. <laughs> yeah, we will. All we'll right. let him in. Okay. We'll let him right. in with that. All right. Zoomy, Zoomy wants to play. Yep. All right, then. Thank you all for writing in or dropping us a line on the Facebook page. If you have a question, a show idea, or just want to say you're tuning in, feel free to toss us a message at contact at modelgeekspodcast.com or post on our Facebook page. Toss it on up there. Show us your stuff. Show us your models. Show the community your models. And by the way, if you are on our Facebook page and you're looking for photos, of the, it's the community tab that you want to hit. That's where you're going to see photos. Um, I know a lot of people. You know, a lot of people have asked that. Hey, I posted. I don't see it on the page. Got to hit the community tab. That'll show you the community. Uh, so that'll do it for mail. Great. Um, main topic time. I kind of alluded to it earlier at the beginning of the show about what I've been working on with this uh, FJ two, and when I was trying to come up with an idea for a uh, topic to speak on. And we don't have to go real long here, but uh, I'll just cover. Um, you know, my my, it, my my topic is basically. Uh, working through, pushing through a problem slash finding solutions, and that's uh, that, that's modeling one on one right there, man. Solving problems as as they come, uh, unless you're building a Tamiya F14, it just kind of falls together, and then you just have to paint. <laughs> yeah. Um, but some of the uh, kits out there, again, right now, is, this thing's it's a Kitty Hawk FJ2, and why am I building a Kitty Hawk FJ2? I just I love 50s era naval naval aviation, uh, those early jets. Uh, Used to live in Pensacola. I used to love going over the museum, and that would be the section I loved hanging out in. Um, there's just all the different designs uh, of, of aircraft. 
I was I was there when they rolled out the the demon after they got done restoring that thing, and it's just big and weird looking and fantastic stuff, you know. So that's always been my favorite place to hang out. So when when Kitty Hawk come along and uh, Hobby <laughs> Boss decided pumping out these kits, what's funny about that? What's funny about Kitty Hawk coming out around? Yeah, We're talking about pushing through a problem build. Well, <laughs> how that's, fitting. That's, it, but if you're gonna build an FJ two, that, that's who's making them, man. Um, so therein lies the the issue. I'm I'm building a, a, a Kitty Hawk FJ two, and in the meantime, Hypersonic Jeff Kubiak over there cranks out fantastic aftermarket items for these kits, and so I've invested those things, cockpit intake tailpipe, get this get this thing all put together. It all went together really well, even with the um, even with the aftermarket stuff. Uh, all the stuff fits really great. Have my references sitting here from detail and scale. I'm ready to go, man. I start slapping paint on it. MRP glossy blue, and this is you know, I'm a, I'm a primer guy, so I, I did a light coat of Mister Surfacer 1500 gray, and uh, proceed to my painting and. I gave that gray, that primer, a good couple of days to, to dry. Um, not for any other reason than I was probably working and just didn't have time to get back to the bench until, you know, probably four or five, six days later. And I started throwing paint on here, and I started getting areas on the wing, on the side of the fuselage, and on the tail that, for lack of a better, it looked to me like the plastic beneath was crazing. Like, a, you know, when you get that light crazing on a clear canopy or something like that, that's what it was looking like under the plastic. And I, at first I thought, oh, okay, I just, um, this is just my first couple coats. MRP is very thin. So let me just keep on going here. Keep on going. Keep on going. Still in the same areas, it's doing the same thing. Other areas where I noticed it wasn't happening were, were areas around the canopy where I shot flat black to do the canopy framing and such. And those areas where that flat black tamia had had accumulated those areas were fine and you know so i thought okay is this a primary issue uh i got bogged down with some group builds the thing sat on the shelf for a few months up until nats uh, you know after nats i come back and i was like all right i gotta i gotta solve this issue and my thought was i'm gonna just gonna hit it with mr, mr. surface of black maybe that'll that maybe oh, actually first you know, so so that's that's what I did. I hit it with surface of black, and I was still getting the same issues. And I was like, "All right, let me try something else." Pulled Tamia Sea Blue out, flat Sea Blue, and thought, "I'm just going to coat this thing with this, and then put MRP over it. And if I get good results from there, and the thing doesn't look like it has fifteen thousand layers of paint on it, because what I'm trying to avoid was stripping this thing. Because if I went to strip it, it would have been a giant mess, and I probably would have wound up." tossing this thing in the shit can after investing time, money, effort, you know, it just, you know, if you ever stripped, um, missed a surfacer off a model, it's just not fun. It's a mess. Uh, you every panel line is going to be clogged with, with debris and goo and it's just the things it's going in the shit can. I'm not messing with it. I don't have time in my life for that. Yep. <laughs> so, so the bottom line is I got the thing, primed essentially with Tamiya flat sea blue and then I hit it with MRP and that seemed to either I covered it enough that 
these fissures weren't showing anymore or it solved the issue and, you know, filled them and allowed me to get the MRP on there. Now there's still, I can see areas maybe because I know where they're at that I can see slight evidence of it, but it's not enough for me again to make me want to strip the thing. It's not going to happen at this point. Got the MRP on there, did a few more coats of it. Um, I can still see the panel lines, so it's not completely, uh, you know, I'm like Scott, I like a nice sharp panel line like everybody else does. Um, and I think it's, there's still enough panel line there for me to put a wash on it. And it's a glossy blue, so I'm kind of on the fence about what I'm going to do with a wash anyway. Uh, maybe some light gray or something like that. Uh, it's a Pax bird that operated, you know, as we know, right there down by the water and testing environment and stuff like that. So how dirty would it be? I don't know. Um, I'll try some some black panel line wash on the other side and see how that looks and go from there. Um, but what it taught me was, uh, and again, building models is I, I always like to try to learn something as I go. Um, so what it taught me was just to persevere and push through and um, and solve the issue uh, without trying to frustrate yourself too much. And I I know for a fact that if I went to stripping this thing, it, it, it wouldn't be on my bench right now. I'd be working on something else. So um, so that's where I'm at with it. It's ready to um, ready to start taking some decals. I'll probably get to that stage this weekend. I got the details picked out and masked off and painted the leading edges that are uh, bare metal. The slats, uh, I actually masked off all the slat tracks as well and hit them with um, some uh, alclad magnesium, I believe, or some other some other metal to make them pop a little bit. And I got the intake lip done up in, in uh, bare metal as well. And um, so I'm feeling happy about where it's at. Uh, and again, I'm I'm happy I didn't strip it, and I'm happy I didn't colonize it either. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's man. that's my story on that. And um, you know, in the end, how how it looks, uh, will it go on to to win at a contest? Not worried about that. Not why I build. I I want a FJ two in dark sea blue on my on my shelf, and that's what I'm gonna have. And um, yeah. So I'm, again. Glad I built it. I'm looking forward to doing the FJ3. I'll be careful about the plastic going forward whenever I build a kitty hawk kit. And I'm I'm careful about it whenever I build a kit anyway. I'm always cl- I always clean everything before before that primer sh- uh, coat goes down. Uh the nitrile gloves go on. I give it a wipe down with 90% alcohol. Make sure everything's clean, no fingerprints, anything like that. And uh again, once paint starts hitting it, it's 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 gloves from there on out. Um, I don't, I don't ever touch my stuff with bare hands. Uh, you know, maybe I'll, I'll give it a good couple of years before I pick it up out of a, out of a box at a show or something like that to put it on the table. I'm not one of those guys that's going to whip out the white glove at the show and stuff like that, unless it's really new, you know, so don't, don't, don't crucify me if you see me with the white glove on at the, at the Fairfax show or something like that. But, um, you guys, Similar situations ever get to a point in a model where you're like, forget this. I'm, I'm done. I'm just done with it. Or do you just take the other road and go, you know what? This thing's not beating me. And you push. So I've let, um, I think I've colonized at least <laughs> three or four. And, and every time I've done it, it feels good for about a second. You're like, God, it just feels so good. And then the, what the hell did I just do? Like, cause it could have been something very small 
and and I didn't push through. I I it, I let it win, you know. And I've yeah. always thought about God. That, that was just so stupid. Um, did you ever and go I, back and buy the same model? Just to I did go at it again. I did. I did. I did. The Martyr One was one of those. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, and, I remember that now. And um, you know, now granted the, uh, you know, there was just the self-inflicted wounds, you know. Um, but I did. I smashed the shit out of that thing, <laughs> <laughs> and I felt I felt horrible. And I'm like, I gotta buy another one. So I bought another one, and then I just kind of applied what I learned. And guess what? It was smooth sailing the second time I built it. Uh, it was it was fun, and I had it done in like two weeks. I mean, yep. it, it went together quick. Um, I I think the only one that the one that's of recent that's come real real close was the SU twenty seven, and you know there were just it was kind of like the death by a thousand paper cuts. There wasn't any one other than the the main struts not having axles. That Ooh. was just. It was, and the gear were so fiddly and just weak. And I had to drill and pin like every support strut. And it was just, it was, you know, and, and I, I read some of those articles or watched some YouTubes about people saying that, um, you know, like there was the one, I think we talked about it before, the guy who didn't, didn't like Tamiya kits because they're just too easy and this and that. But for me, it's, it's time, right? We, we all work here. And I don't have time. I would rather spend my time painting and working on decals or any finishing or putting a wash on it or weathering it or whatever, rather than sanding seams and and scratch building pieces and, you know, using Bondo because the fit is, you know what I mean? That's just not enjoyable to me. And so that's why I prefer a good old Tamiya kit is because I can spend time on the model doing what I love. And so with the SU 27, I was taking a lot of time to do the stuff that I don't love, which is making it putting parts to fit together and dealing with inserts that are, or make rescribing difficult. And so that have nice, even panel lines and, and so on and so on and so on and so on. And so, but what I learned though is because I've colonized a handful of them, I really ultimately feel like shit when I do it. And I was like, nope, I'm not going to let this SU-27 get the best of me. And that's why when I finished it and I put, you know, SU-27, zero, Scott, one. In other words, you know, I pers- I persevered and I conquered the build. And I'll tell you what, I'm real proud of that model. And 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 I think the feeling that I have now of, accomplishment and and I really love it and I'm happy to say yep I won I beat you and I got a great model and I don't know if I'll ever colonize another one because that that feeling of doing that is just like it feels great for the second and then uh and then the guilt sits in you're like what did I just do so yeah man I'm with you but it's that patience and that's what you know, making the mistakes before and, and learning how to problem solve and all that. I think for me, when I start, what I've learned is as, as soon as I start to sense that, I just put it away. Just put it away. Yeah. yeah. Pull something else I, out. Yeah. Exactly. I think the pause from huge. Um, yep. from Nats was uh was what led me to get home here. You know, of course, you'll jazz from the Nats. 
Yeah. Um, I, I, I saw a Fury to a dash two Fury on the, on the table out there and I was like, man, that looks cool as hell. <laughs> there you go. And, um, that was that yeah. orange and white one, man. That looked yeah. really good. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, that guy didn't have an issue with his plastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That I, I mean, was like, what? man. And sometimes you have these weird, these problems where you're like, like not having axles on the main. Granted, I just have to drill it and pin it, but still, like you have to be perfect because if you're off by so much as a, yeah, you, you know, it, it, you're going to have wonky wheels, you know. And with you, when you were sending pictures of what the like every step of the, it's just like every time you took a breath, yeah. the paint was doing something just. I mean, I never stripped it, but I certainly sanded it back. I yeah. sanded it. I yeah. sanded it back um, yeah. in those areas, and I still come up with. That's why I gotta think it's something going on with the plastic in those areas, yeah. man. Yeah, it. You yeah. know what it reminded me of is like plastic that was still off gassing, which is weird because yeah. it's old, so old. But yeah. that's what it. That's that finish that it. If you try and cover, you know, it would give you. It's, yeah. Uh, and to look at the bare plastic, you didn't notice these yeah. those swirls at all. It, was strange, it wasn't until sure. it wasn't. I didn't notice it when it was primed, and maybe I just didn't notice it. Maybe I just wasn't looking close enough. But once the blue went on it, man, it it, it was just right there. Um, and getting back to like calling I was in a model. The last time I did it myself was with a, a Corsair. <laughs> um, it was a Haskell Corsair Dash Four I was building. Um, and again, it was just a quick build because that's a real simple kit. And I, I went to strip it, and I can't remember the reason why I was stripping it, but it was, um, um, again, fifteen hundred down. And I, I thought, oh, it's scale call. It's acrylic. This will come off really easy. I hit it with the, um, with the, uh, with the stripper, and man, that fifteen hundred just made a soup. And the Ugh. soup, and then the blue, and just I was Ugh. like, "Holy crap!" I, and with it being a cheap model, essentially, you know, I was just like, "All right, I am not, I'm not spending my time with this, man." Um, with this one, on the other hand, I was like, "I didn't really want to get to that point because I knew if I'd started it, I'd tossed it, and I'd already yeah. invested." Again, it's not a cheap kit, and then the aftermarket I put into it, um, I just O-O-P. didn't want to. Yeah. yeah, so you are, you bet. Yep. I'm glad you didn't colonize it though. And, Me too. And that's <laughs> and that's <laughs> the thing, man. It's it's I think what it teaches us, what it's taught me is to be patient and to just take a deep breath, take a step back. If it's not if things aren't working out right, just just yeah. take a step back. It's plastic. We can figure it out. We're smart guys. Right? And the hobby is about honing your patience. Yeah. I mean it really is. As frustrating yeah. as certain tedious things can be. Yeah. Um for me anyway, it's, it's, uh, you know, I come down here to, uh, be stress free, uh, and to, and to problem solve, you know, that's where I, I, I'm not a real smart guy. So it's for me coming down here and doing this exercises my brain, you know, it's like those people that do those pseudo go puzzles or whatever those things are that I, I can't do. (laughs) I don't have that math brain going, man. Um, but anyway, so for me, that's that, you know, stress is not why I come down and sit in this little room of mine. Yeah. You, you set both your, I mean, problem solving and patience. Yeah. That's uh, you know, it's good for the brain. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it, you know, and I've had several, um, kits, you know, they've definitely presented problems, but it's uh, the experience that we've had. I mean, but we've been building models forever. 
And, uh, you know, there's, I'd like to think that there's not a modeling problem that I can't solve. Now, sometimes I, I know what needs to happen and I don't feel like doing it. Yeah. (laughs) And there's the, that's, that's where it gets shelved. You know, when I'm like, I know that's why it took a year and a half to finish the SU 27, because I knew what I was going to have to do. I just didn't want to do it. So I'd put it back in the box. I'd put it on the shelf and I'd pull out another squirrel, you know? And, um, but some, there was just something about, I can't remember what we were doing and why do you're like, dude, get back on that 27, finish it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I am, I'm going to, I'm going to, I put everything else away. And I don't know if you guys noticed, I didn't work on anything else. That's I stuck to it and I pushed through and I have to admit, I mean, I'm glad that I did, you know, cause now I'm rewarded with a model that looks pretty neat. And, uh, and it almost went in the garbage several times, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't put it in the garbage. For real though, you ever run up into, into any of those brick walls or what, man? Yeah, man. When I was, uh, working on the tracker, you know, I used the demo <laughs> cell conversion. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, and, uh, the rivets were like oversized on the side for the cowling. So like, you know, you know, fixing those. And then there were a lot of air bubbles in mine. And so you do a little bit of sanding and then boom, air bubbles. And so I had to fill them. Then I had to sand them, you know, smooth those out and then more air bubbles. And so it's like, I was fighting a little air bubble war with that thing. And I finally got it to where it was passable. And then I had to go back and then scribe over resin, you know, and just make sure I, I, I hate scribing around a, curved surface and i had to rescribe the cowling intake rings and everything i was just like oh man and so that's why i think sat around for a while because i was like man like scott said i knew what i had to do i did not feel like doing it but i finally nutted up and uh <laughs> took care of it <laughs> yeah man i mean we yeah. all do we all run into these and things colonized one model and that was that old monogram p39 you did Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I was doing the uh, white leading edges, because I was going to do the uh, the one that's got the naked chick on it. I forgot the name of it, like the Eric Cutie or something like that. Eric yeah, 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 that's it, Cutie. And uh, I was doing the white, and I thought I was being careful with the way I was shooting the paint. And when I took the the masking tape off of the leading edges, I had white overspray on the back side of the masking tape. And at that point, I just said, you know what? Screw it. And I just threw that sucker right in the trash. <laughs> so I think that's uh, like, you know, really the only one I've ever colonized. See, and then, uh, again, there's another problem. We've all had that overspray issue. And yeah. you learn from it. And when I did the leading edges on this thing, the tail and the, and the, and the vertical and the horizontals, even though I'm shooting the paint aft, I still wrap that thing with, with uh what do you call it parafilm the whole yeah, full yep. fuselage because i was like inevitably something's gonna especially it, it, glossy blue and i'm shooting silver or aluminum <laughs> yeah i'm like man something's gonna show up you know there's gonna be a gust of wind come through here the dog's gonna fart something's gonna blow silver paint forward somehow yeah, anything hey. metallic red yeah. yellow yes. or blue Red's another one i was gonna yep Anytime you spray red, man, you're going to have a red overspray somewhere and it just aggravate the so. crap out of me. So I'm like, oh man, I gotta go back and fix this, you know? And 
how many times we've gone back and having to fix a mistake. Yeah. Because you know, you're like, oh, man, now I go back and fix that. And, and negative, again, mo- when, negative modeling, as Dave yep. says. That's, I mean, yep. you know, and when does that typically happen when you're rushing? You're trying to hurry up and speed up so that you yeah. can make it to get the model done. Man, that's that's what I learned is yes. I learned to just slow the, you know what, slow down. A- ask you know? me how I know A4. <laughs> lost lost canopy. your canopy. <laughs> yeah, what happened there? Any uh, any luck on that? It turned no, up anywhere or no? No, I, I, I bet you threw it, it away up, yeah, in a parking lot out in Omaha somewhere. <laughs> no, so that was the last time I saw it. It it, it I was uh, readjusting the uh, kit inside the uh, case. We were outside the uh, hotel. We were loading up Tim's truck, and uh, yeah, I picked it up. The canopy was uh, a jar, you know, it, it and it wasn't connected. So I went to pick yeah. it up and fat fingered it, it fell off. And uh I remember Tim going, Oh my god, because it fell on, you know, the concrete. <laughs> uh luckily there was nothing wrong with it. I picked it up, I looked at it, I wrapped it up in tissue paper and I put it back in the carry thing. Oh that got so it it came home and I ended up cleaning up downstairs here and I think it was wrapped up in some tissue that was or uh uh paper towel from when I was cleaning brushes or something. It got thrown away. That's the only thing I can think of. I know it made it home. I, I think that's something else we've all done. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> Tossed yeah. apart yeah. on accident. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. 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 Happens to the best of us, right? I mean, yep. It just sucks to have to break open you know, another $45 kit <laughs> to get oh, the clearest sprue out of, but you know, because it's not, it's not a, uh, an O or an L. It's a, it's a J. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so it's you a gotta, J mod. <laughs> yep. But it is what it is. We learn, right? And, uh, exactly. And that's what this then, is all about. It's learning from your mistakes. Yeah. Then the patient's parts come, comes in. It's time to mask another canopy inside out, repaint, figure out how I'm going to get the decals, get the stickers. God, it was well, a pain. It's going back to the tracker. The same same thing with the shark mouth on the front, man. When that decal started cracking, I was like, "Son of a gun, man!" Well, you know what? That's that was uh, a pain in the ass up front, but it uh, worked out for you in the end. <laughs> and so I even cheated and used black decal film. I cut thin strips of it, and that's what I outlined the mouth with because the the mouth was outlined in black. Yeah, and that was what I used to uh, outline it. Good call. Problem solving. Uh I was so. Yeah, it seemed. I know with the SU twenty seven, it seemed like every time I would move on to a new step in the instructions or whatever, problem. Every every single time, and just it. But having to, you know, and but the more problems that I ran into, believe it or not, kind of the more patient I became because it's just like, well, it's par for the course. This next step, I'm going to have issues with. Oh, yep, look at that. Got issues with it. I'm not surprised. Well, work through it. You know. Now, after a year and a half of that, I was getting a little fed up with it. But, um, you know, again, I came out a little wiser. Well, you know, patience was uh, tested a, several, several times. But, but, I, but I made it through it. And well, Let me ask you this. All three of y'all, I'll find out what y'all think. I, I know what I feel. But do you feel prouder of a kit that you've overcome? Like the, all those, I mean, are, is that one that's, that, that you're a little bit more proud of? Yes. The, the display and talk Absolutely. about. Oh, definitely. Even, even yeah. though you might have another one, the finish is just completely superior to it. It's that one kit, though, that you, you beat. Yep. Yeah. Because I know I'll never do another one. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. All right. So there's that, too. 
No, I, I would. I, the the couple of builds that I've put the most time and effort into, um, you know, the that Spitfire that I did, that thirty second scale, um, with a conversion where half the things resin, that was its own set of problems. That's why yeah. it took so long to to build. But every time you have a really difficult build like that, when you go back and build a Tamiya kit or even a Hasegawa kit, um, it's just God, it's so much fun. It, it really is. And you, it makes you appreciate the quality kits even more. At least it does for me. It doesn't make me go, God, this is so much fun. I, I hate Tamiya kits. I really love, <laughs> um, I really love having these kits that I have to work through. That's just not me. Cause, because building isn't my favorite. Yeah. Painting is my favorite. So I want to get to yeah. painting as quick as I can. And again, it all goes back to just, you know, do what you want to yeah. do and, you know. Getting what you pay. There's something about getting what you paid for too. What's what's the what's the what's the saying, Darren? Life's Man, too short life's to build, build shitty kids. Shitty kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it to go on the back of the t-shirt. For it me, does. I've been seeing a lot of photos on Facebook. Um, there's this one U.S. Navy. I, I can't remember the name. It, it, it. They show a lot of vintage photos, and there was a few last week. Someone was posting up of a uh, Vietnam era. F3D Skynite. They were calling it the EF10 by then. And they're in the gray and white scheme with radome tan, big giant radome, dirty, scummy looking, taxiing along in Denang. And I want to do one of those in 48 scale. I've already done one Sky Knight, and that thing was a was a was a beater. Yeah. Um, it tested you know what my you patience. Do. And uh but it, it like Darren said that's probably one of the more proud kits I have out there. I, I'd kind of like the, I want to redo on it because the decals were horrible and there's decals that are readily available now that, that aren't that, that I couldn't find them at the time, but I want to do one of those Vietnam era ones. And, but at the same time, I'm like, ah, do I want to build another check model <laughs> sky Knight? No, I don't, but I'd yep. love to have one of those on my shelf. Like I was building mine the same time you were building yours, and I did the uh, the VF fourteen markings and the yellow sh- the yellow chevron they give you for the fuselage. Well, they give you two left ones. Yeah. You don't get a left and a right. They didn't reverse it when they made the decal. Now, how how'd you fix that? Did you paint that? There yeah, or? I just okay. yeah, I made a mask of I copied the decal and made a mask with frisket film, and that was what I used to. Yeah. Yep. Good deal. Yeah, man. I mean, that, that kit, that kit's an ass kicker and God knows I'd love to do another one just to have that non ever version. Um, cause you'd never see any of those on the tables. Nope. All right. Bottom line guys, we, we, we've all learned stuff along the way and, um, yep. persevered and, and worked through issues and, and got these models done. Damn it. <laughs> one way <laughs> or the other. Um, and that's awesome. Uh, you know, that's what that's what it's about, guys. Start a project, see it through, and uh, have fun along the way. Yeah, and and like you, like you said, well, we all kind of talked about it. it. Really does. If you can push through it, it it really helps you improve improve that patience level to where yeah. and 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 each time you're you're running into issues. You're like, okay, I got this. You know, I remember I, I, I can work through this. Because, again, as somebody who's colonized my fair share, I, 
I, it, it doesn't, in the end, it doesn't make you feel good. It makes you feel kind of stupid for letting the model kind of get the better of you. And, um, yeah. I want to say one patience. thing. One thing. It, right, patience. And, and that one thing is, is that sometimes I'm going to say, dare I say it, to get up and walk away from the bench and maybe stay away for a day or two and just think about it. Yep. Is the right course of action. Uh, I've, yep. I've walked away, come back and, uh, it's like a baby with a big set of eyes, just new eyes, just soaking it in and, and figure something new out. So, you know, I, I saw that somewhere and that's what I do that too. Like if I start to get frustrated, I'll just get up and just walk away. Yep. And I saw that, I forgot where I saw it. And it said, it was like years ago, probably over 10 years ago that I saw it. And it said that no matter what happens, you know, what disaster, he's like, just get up and leave. Yep. Come back the next day and you'll have a solution. You know, once you go and you sleep on it, you kind of think about it, you come back and the solution presents itself. So. I've, uh, I've always had uh, patience issues and, and that's one of the reasons why I picked up the hobby as a kid. Uh, I, I think it's, it's cured me. Now, the wife might have something <laughs> other to say about that, but uh, anyway, I'm, I'm kidding. It's, but it does help your patience uh, at the end of the day. So. Certainly. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Bring it on home. Wrap it up. Call it an episode. Um, thank you, folks, for listening in once again and uh, for writing into us. Thank you to our sponsors Furball, Sprue Brothers, Bases by Bill, Tammy USA. Who am I forgetting? Well, everybody, <laughs> right? Yeah. Everybody's our sponsor. All the right. geeks, people building, right? Absolutely. You the listeners. Patreon supporters. All right, guys. Another episode in the books. Hey, I hope you all enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed sitting here discussing the hobby. We want to thank you for making us a part of your valuable bench time. I hope you can join us for our next podcast. For now, be excellent to each other and get to the bench and build something out from the geeks. Take care, everyone. See ya. Later. Good night. <laughs>